Okay, well, here we are, Juan and Tracy Galloway, <coughs> sitting around our dining room table. The sun's shining through the windows. Leaves are blowing on the trees, which Tracy says is very relaxing. Um, and we're doing a podcast spontaneously. And the podcast is around a thing, um, a study uh, by doctor, psychologist, Dr. Arthur Aaron. Well, maybe we should tell 20 years ago. How we found it, we were actually reading Jenny Allen's book, Nothing to Prove, together, which we've been reading in the morning together in our coffee chair while drinking coffee, which my ladies' life group all laughed when they heard you were reading a book written by a woman, which was kind of funny that they were surprised, but... Well, yeah. I mean, we started reading books together last year only, recently. I mean, really, as like a regular thing. Yeah. I, I really liked it. We read Resting Place and some other books. I thought, you know, the truth is, though, we've been reading marriage books since we were early married mm, together. We, yeah. But that we was, took a break. You're right. For like 25 10 years. years ago. You're right. We <laughs> did read some marriage books together, and we read Jurassic Park on a. Uh, was a, it reading or when was it an across, audiobook? No. I, I read it to you. You read it to me driving across America to California. I think that was kind of our thing, is when we took a road trip. We would read a book to one another, but I think maybe the season of having kids yelling in the car in the back seat ended that. And as soon as the kids were old enough, we started maybe reading again to each other. You think? Um, probably. That's yeah. probably why. Um, so anyway, uh, what we're going to do for this podcast is we're going to answer some questions to each other. Uh, and these questions were written by psychologist Arthur Aaron 20 years ago. And they are 36 questions uh, that lead to love. That's the idea, that if you do these questions, um, I think it helps you to fall in love or you could fall in love. And part of it is staring into each other's eyes for four minutes straight. I don't really know everything about it. But we're just going to start with the first question, well, answer it. Before we do, I thought this was really interesting because I am a self-proclaimed matchmaker like in Ireland they have these official matchmakers in the different villages and the young people in their 20s come see them and they match them up yeah. and so I've always said that if I lived in Ireland I would be the village matchmaker because I love matching people together and there's quite a few couples that are married today because of my matchmaking uh, wiles I remember that you took credit for some yes yeah I did Anyway, so I, I kind of wanted to experiment with this because I thought, hey, if I see a couple that's pretty awesome together, I could, you know, push them towards doing this as a project and maybe it would expedite the matchmaking process, at least on my end, that I don't have to put as much effort into trying to get them connected, you know? I was just thinking if we did these 36 questions, maybe we'd fall in love even. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe deeper in love. I what don't I think really that's possible. Mean. We're so deeply in love. That's true. It'd be impossible to get any deeper. That is in very love. true. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, should I start with the first question? Yeah. Or okay. 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 All right. So, this is coming to you from the internet. Uh, New York Times did an article on it. That's why it's back twenty years later. Uh, oh, by the way, the people he did the study on. I guess there was a couple. They weren't a couple. They were just strangers. They did these 36 questions. They stared at each other's eyes for four minutes. They ended up falling in love and getting married. So it worked at least for that couple. So that's the background to so this story. So one couple story. 10 billion. 
but uh, maybe there's well, many more to come. You know, once this podcast goes viral. Maybe he did it like a thousand. Love all over the place. Well, maybe he did it a thousand times and only one couple got married. I don't even know. I haven't really studied that intense. This is more fun to do on a podcast, I guess, and to hang out together. Okay. Because we're doing things, and I have to say the real reason we're doing this right now is because I I, I chose to turn off my phone, <laughs> and ironically. To be more present to my family, and it's a day off, it's Saturday. Yeah. And we started talking and reading a book together and blah, blah, blah. But one thing led to another when I'm turning my phone back on now so that we can maybe even be closer. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Okay, so here we are. Now, here it is. There's different sets, I guess. Set one, two, three, etc. I'm just going to start with the first question. Okay, Tracy, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Go. I didn't have any time to prepare. No, I don't either. I've never read these questions before. Okay. Who in the world? The whole world. Right. Living or, or dead? Uh, it doesn't say that. So I guess living or dead. Yeah, anybody. As a dinner guest. Yeah. I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm not going to say it. I Well, I think she don't know because you think it's a woman and it's actually a man. I'm not even going to say if I think it's a woman or a man. Do I you think it's a woman you. or a man? I... I don't want to say because I don't want to influence your decision. Well, it's a man. Were you thinking of a woman? I was thinking of a man. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Now you have to tell me the truth if you really thought this person. I will, of course. I was going to say Billy Graham. Really? Okay, that was not my guess. Oh, who's who are you guessing? Bono. Oh man, that would have been so good. Is that Darn better? It. Is that better than Billy Graham? Oh, I don't know. Which one would you rather Bono have? Because Bono cusses a lot, and that might ah. bother me. <laughs> No, but I really he like him. Bono wouldn't cuss around a stranger that he's meeting. He's, a, he's kind of a cusser. I've heard him in interviews and stuff, and and I don't. I usually don't mind cussing that. Much, I just think he'd I be really know. polite when he meets somebody yeah, for the first right. time. He's not going to be cursing and Billy storm Graham. up. Man, that's tough. Is Bono yours? Um. Well, I haven't thought of it yet. I did think of that would be a really good one, but I didn't choose it yet. Oh, okay. So, well, I don't know. I think I'll just, you know, you're supposed to stick with your first answers. Okay. I'll just say Billy Graham, okay. even though. Wow. Bono you was sound a close really second. like a spiritual person choosing <laughs> Billy Graham. Good choice. Well, Bono's a spiritual choice as well. It's just more of a cool spiritual He's no choice. Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Billy Graham? Hey, but Billy they Graham. They both, they both speak to huge stadiums full of people. And they and both put on their lives. pants one leg at a time, too. And they too. both change the world. And they both poop. Okay. They're just people. People are people. I know. Yeah. Well, okay. anyway, what about you? Who would you choose? Well, oh, are um, we supposed to go deeper in that question? I, I just think you should say why it's Billy Graham. Oh, I mean, why? Hmm. Well, you know, I have a, a super huge heart to travel, and I love people. I love the world. I love sociology, and so the idea of the study of people is like so near and dear to my heart, and so he's met and spoken to and influenced so many people in different countries around the world. I feel like I would learn so much from him. I mean, of course you could learn about the Bible from him and his perspective of God. So that would be huge and awesome. But also I think his perspective of the people he's spoken to and what he's learned from them from different cultures and different world leaders and I just feel like it'd be such a wealth of information. If I talked to him when he was still before he started getting really old and not able to speak as, you know, well. Mm. 
so it's a it's a it's like a, a two pronged thing, his spiritual insights from the Bible and ministering in the world, but also all the people he's encountered and met with, and the ways he was able to influence them. So I could learn how to influence people for God, but also how what they taught him. You know, I find myself wandering while you're saying that. It's not because you're boring. It's because I'm trying to think who would I really. It's like I, I just need to listen, but I'm like. Who would I choose? I want to choose a good one. Is it Bono? Is it somebody else? Your answer makes sense. I heard half of it. And I'm like, but I'm distracted because I want to have a good good answer. answer. Why do I want to have a good answer? I don't know. I don't think it's foolish. It's like, I just really want, I really want to pick a good one. Yeah. I don't know why I really want to pick a good one. It doesn't matter if mine's good or not. Well, just be honest with yourself. I mean, it, I would. I have someone in my mind that you would guess, and it would not be a spiritual answer. And that doesn't mean you're less of a, you know, spiritual person. I just think I yours would be Tom Petty, probably, or you know, like some famous musician. Since you're a musician, well, you know, that's why Bono's a good one. Yeah. Um, and you can still choose him. He's not off the table because I didn't pick him. Hmm. Well, okay. I'm going to give a surprising answer. All right. William Booth. Is that because you've been associating yourself with the Salvation Army lately? Yes. Because I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by the Salvation Army because, I mean, they wear uniforms. (laughs) They go wherever the Salvation Army tells them to go. Like the real army. Okay, now you're going to Afghanistan. Now you're going to Kansas. You're going, and and you're okay with that because you joined the Salvation Army. I mean, I I can't wrap my mind around that because I'm the opposite of that. I couldn't do that. I think most people would say, I can't live that kind of life, right? You know what I mean? I want to make my own choices and have my own life. But I really respect it too. I'm like, wow, commitment off the charts. So anyway, but I, ha- I do know some of the history of William Booth who started the Salvation Army and his wife too. I'd like to meet them both at the same time. I actually have a book about their lives in our living room in Grandmommy's old desk. Yeah, and I feel shelf. like I need to read it because I just have been thinking about them because I'm around these Salvation Army people and I'm super impressed with them and their, their life dedicated to serving the poor, preaching the gospel. I don't know. I just, you know. I, so anyway... To, to meet the people who started this worldwide movement that predates the American army. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's, Does it? Yes. At least that's what I think my, my buddy said. I said, oh, it's almost like the real army. He goes, actually, we're more the real army than the army you're thinking. And I was like, well, we're, huh. we started before. And I was like, whoa. You know, I mean, wow. Talk about history. I didn't know it That's started going back in time. That early. Yeah, people can fact check us if they want. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. what he told me. And I was like, whoa. So it's huge. And I don't really understand. I've only scratched the surface. Mm. But they were so brave because they were doing such countercultural stuff. They're out in the streets playing band music. They're mm-hmm. preaching on the street. This this isn't stuff that happened. Which is very similar to you. Right. And you that's probably why I'm like. Ministry in New York City. And they were big in New York City, actually. But, you know, when, when they right. started in America, they started in Philadelphia. And the person who started it was a teenage girl. Right. And She's that's the one who brought it to America, which is pretty awesome. And the woman, the mother of Amy Simple McPherson was in the Salvation Army. And she became one of the most famous, most powerful evangelists in history. For the listener, not the mother, the daughter. The, right, Amy the daughter, Simple. Amy. Yeah. But yeah. she came out of what? The Salvation Army. I mean, that fascinates me. That's true. Because we're Foursquare. We're ordained Foursquare. Yeah. And I'm like, our history 
goes back to the Salvation Army yeah, I indirectly. So. Anyway, I just yeah. and of course I work on the streets with the homeless, and so that's why yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm just I'm just impressed with people who go to such an extreme for God, mm-hmm. missionaries, people who are not famous. Mm-hmm. To just sacrificially like doing amazing work that no one will ever know about, you know, except the people they work with. I find it curious that you comment on the clothing because I feel like you're such an individualist with yes. the way you dress. I would hate to that. Dress that would be the like hardest that. thing for you. It wouldn't be like doing street ministry. It wouldn't be traveling the world. It would be having to wear something that you don't <laughs> want to wear. <laughs> on the other hand, I will say this too. Yeah. When you dress like that, you're the oddball, right? You look different than everyone around you. You're wearing this quasi-military uniform. And you like being the oddball. And you kind of stand out as like, I'm different. Yeah. And that's your kind of cool. Yeah. But it's the most uncool uniform you could possibly wear. So that part, I don't think oh, would be cool. Oh, don't say that. Well, I'm sorry, but it's kind of stodgy. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of an alternative thinking, Well, it's not rock and roll. Fringy guy. But you know, if you right. think about Coldplay, they have a little bit of a militaryist. Well, Michael Jackson, shoulder. too, yeah. and Prince, and all the, yeah, rock yeah. and rollers so have worn military jackets. There's a little bit of a jackets. nod to the military and That's rock true. and roll, if you That's think about true. it. That's true. Anyway, so we're we just going to do one question per podcast. I don't know. I think um, that'd be good. We're spontaneously doing this. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, if we go too long, people are going to be bored and stop listening. So maybe you're right. Okay, so um, we'll do one question per podcast, and then how many questions are there total? Um, thirty something. Thirty six. Plus thirty six podcasts on this one topic. That's interesting. That'll keep us busy. Yeah, and they're not all deep. Year. Evidently, they're not all deep oh. questions, but they increasingly get more intimate. Oh. Okay. Nice. And that's so, that's by design, I guess. So let's encourage the listener then to maybe if they listen to this podcast, this is something a question they could ask with somebody they're dating or somebody they're interested in. Oh, dating. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to do a little lesson to help the world. <laughs> this well, is hey, like why else breathe? I mean, everything you do should We be have nice. an insight into your soul and what makes you tick now. Yeah, so now you know me deeply. Do you want to stare in my eyes for four minutes? You're doing it to help the world. I'm doing it to, to hang out with me. you. I know. Because that's know. my top priority. Because you're so sweet. Well, that's what makes me happy. Yeah, I know. Um, and I, I like I want to help the too, world. I want to help the world too. I mean, I have a job where my we, job is to help the world. But you know, if we're helping the world. the world together, that draws me close to you. So I think it's meeting both of our needs. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to look this up, it is the New York Times.com and you can just Google. I just Googled um, questions that lead to love or 36 questions. or yeah. It just popped up immediately. This is evidently huge. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how huge. This is very little research we've done here. Yeah. Um, and if, if you're wondering who you are, who we are, um, we're Juan and Tracy Galloway. We've been married for 26 years this month. And um, we've been in ministry for 30 years, mostly Forever. together. And uh, we live outside of New York City, New Jersey. We have four kids. Yeah. Um, ages 23 to 17. And I don't know, we don't have to say too much about ourselves, but just to give a little tidbit, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Is that enough info? I think it's probably enough because we can just keep revealing, peeling back layers of the onion in each podcast and telling more about ourselves, what we do, and how it relates to these questions. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, it's been good. Well, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If so, please tell your friends to subscribe. 
That's what people say at the end of podcasts. Is that what they say? Like, subscribe to this podcast and let people know. And, yeah, and sure. write us a review. They say that too. Oh, they do? Write a review. I yeah. don't even know how to do it. This is marketing I'm doing here, spontaneously. Okay. Good job. With no forethought. You're so smart. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, this is Juan and Tracy Galloway in Gillette, New Jersey, signing off. Have a great day. Bye. Later. Okay, well, here we are, Juan and Tracy Galloway, (coughs) sitting around our dining room table. The sun's shining through the windows. Leaves are blowing on the trees, which Tracy says is very relaxing. Um, And we're doing a podcast spontaneously. And the podcast is around a thing, um, a study uh, by doctor, psychologist, Dr. Arthur Aaron. Well, maybe we should tell 20 years ago. how we found it. We were actually reading Jenny Allen's book, Nothing to Prove, together, which we've been reading in the morning together in our coffee chair while drinking coffee, which my ladies' life group all laughed when they heard you were reading a book written by a woman, which was kind of funny that they were surprised, but... Well, yeah. I mean, we started reading books together last year only, recently. I mean, really, as like a regular thing. Yeah. I, I really liked it. We read Resting Place and some other books. I thought, you know, the truth is, though, we've been reading marriage books since we were early married mm, together. We, yeah. But that we was, took a break You're right. Like 25 years. years ago. You're right. We did read some marriage books together, and we read Jurassic Park on a... Uh, was a, it reading or was we that drove an across, audiobook? No. I, I read it to you. You read it to me driving across America to California. I think that was kind of our thing is when we took a road trip, we would read a book to one another, but I think maybe the season of having kids yelling in the car in the back seat ended that... And as soon as the kids were old enough, we started maybe reading again to each other. You think? Um, probably. That's yeah. probably why. Um, so anyway, uh, what we're going to do for this podcast is we're going to answer some questions to each other. Uh, and these questions were written by psychologist Arthur Aaron 20 years ago. And they are 36 questions uh, that lead to love. That's the idea, that if you do these questions, um, I think it helps you to fall in love or you could fall in love. And part of it is staring into each other's eyes for four minutes straight. I don't really know everything about it, but we're just going to start with the first question, well, answer it. Before we it. do, I thought this was really interesting because I am a self-proclaimed matchmaker. Like in Ireland, they have these official matchmakers in the different villages and the young people in their 20s come see them and they match them up. And so I've always said that if I lived in Ireland, I would be the village matchmaker because I love matching people together. And there's quite a few couples that are married today because of my matchmaking uh, wiles. I remember that you took credit for some. Yes. Yeah, I did. Anyway, so I kind of wanted to experiment with this because I thought, hey, if I see a couple that's pretty awesome together, I could, you know, push them towards doing this as a project and maybe it would expedite the matchmaking process, at least on my end, that I don't have to put as much effort into trying to get them connected, you know? I was just thinking if we did these 36 questions, maybe we'd fall in love even. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe deeper in love. What I really mean. We're so deeply in love. That's true. It'd be impossible to get any deeper. That is very true. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, should I start with the first question? Yeah. Or okay. 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 All right. So, 
This is coming to you from the internet. Uh, New York Times did an article on it. That's why it's back uh, 20 years later. Uh, oh, by the way, the people he did the study on, I guess there was a couple. They weren't a couple. They were just strangers. They did these 36 questions. They stared at each other's eyes for four minutes. They ended up falling in love and getting married. So it worked at least for that couple. So that's the background to so this story. So one couple in 10 billion. But maybe there's many more to come once his podcast goes viral. Maybe he did it like a thousand. Well, maybe he did it a thousand times and only one couple got married. I don't even know. I haven't really studied that intense. This is more fun to do on a podcast, I guess, and to hang out together. Okay. Because we're doing things. And I have to say, the real reason we're doing this right now is because I I chose to turn off my phone. (laughs) And ironically, to be more present to my family, and it's a day off, it's Saturday. Yeah. And we started talking and reading a book together and blah, blah, blah. But one thing led to another when I'm turning my phone back on now so that we can maybe be closer. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Okay, so here we are. Okay. Here it is. There's different sets, I guess. Set one, two, three, et cetera. I'm just going to start the first question. Okay, Tracy, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Go. I didn't have any time to prepare. No, I don't either. I've never read these questions before. Okay. Who in the world? The whole world. Right. Living or, or dead? Uh, it doesn't say that. So I guess living or dead. Yeah, anybody. As a dinner guest. Yeah. I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm not going to say it. I Well, I think she don't know because you think it's a woman and it's actually a man. I'm not even going to say if I think it's a woman or a man. Do you think it's a woman you. or a man? I... I don't want to say because I don't want to influence your decision. Well, it's a man. Were you thinking of a woman? I was thinking of a man. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Now you have to tell me the truth if you really thought this person. I will, of course. I was going to say Billy Graham. Really? Okay, that was not my guess. Oh, who's who are you guessing? Bono. Oh man, that would have been so good. Is that Darn better? It. Is that better than Billy Graham? Oh, I don't know. Which one would you rather Bono have? Bono cusses a lot, and that might <laughs> bother me. No, but I really he like him. Bono wouldn't cuss around a stranger that he's meeting. He's, a, he's kind of a cusser. I've heard him in interviews and stuff, and and I don't. I usually don't mind cussing that much. I just think he'd be really polite when he meets somebody yeah, for the right. first time. He's not going to be cursing a Billy storm Graham. up. Man, that's tough. Is Bono yours? Um, well, I haven't thought of it yet. I did think of that would be a really good one, but I didn't choose it yet. Oh, okay. So, well, I don't know. I think I'll just, you know, you're supposed to stick with your first answers. Okay. I'll just say Billy Graham, okay. even though... Wow, Bono you sound like really second. like a spiritual person choosing Billy Graham. Good choice. Well, Bono's a spiritual choice as well. It's just more of a cool He's spiritual He's no choice. Billy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Billy Graham? Hey, Billy they, Graham. They both... They both speak to huge stadiums full of people. And they and both put on their lives. pants one leg at a time, too. And they too. both change the world. And they both poop. Okay. They're just people. People are people. I know. Yeah. Well, okay. anyway, what about you? Who would you choose? Well, oh, are um, we supposed to go deeper in that question? I, I just think you should say why it's Billy Graham. Oh. I mean, why? Hmm. Well, you know, I have a, a super huge heart to travel, and I love people I love the world I love sociology and so the idea of the study of people is like so near and dear to my heart and so he's met and spoken to and influenced so many people in different countries around the world I feel like I would learn so much from him I mean of course you could learn about the bible from him and his perspective of God so that would be huge and awesome but also I think his perspective of the people 
he's spoken to and what he's learned from them from different cultures and different world leaders and I just feel like it'd be such a wealth of information if I talked to him when he was still before he started getting really old and not able to speak as you know well mm. so it's a it's a it's like a, a two-pronged thing his spiritual insights from the bible and ministering in the world but also all the people he's encountered and met with in the ways he was able to influence them so I could learn how to influence people for God, but also how what they taught him. You know, I find myself wandering while you're saying that. It's not because you're boring. It's because I'm trying to think, who would I really... It's like, I, I just need to listen, but I'm like, who would I choose? I want to choose a good one. <laughs> Is it me. Bono? Is it somebody else? Your answer <laughs> makes sense. I heard half of it. And I'm like, but I'm distracted because I want to have, have a good, a good answer. answer. I, I, you don't why do foolish. I want to have a good answer? I don't know. But I don't think it's foolish. It's like, I just really want, I really want to pick a good one. Yeah. I don't know why I really want to pick a good one. It doesn't matter if mine's good or not. Well, just be honest with yourself. I mean, it, I, would, I have someone in my mind that you would guess, and it would not be a spiritual answer. And that doesn't mean you're less of a, you know, spiritual person. I just think I yours would be... Tom Petty, probably, or, you know, like some famous musician, since you're a musician. Well, you know, that's why Bono's a good one. Yeah. Um, and you can still choose him. He's not off the table, because I didn't pick him. Hmm. Well, okay. I'm going to give a surprising answer. All right? William Booth. Is that because you've been associating yourself with the Salvation Army lately? Yes. Because I'm fascinated, I'm fascinated by the Salvation Army because, I mean, they wear uniforms, <laughs> they go wherever the Salvation Army tells them to go, yeah. like the real army. Okay, yeah. now you're going to Afghanistan, now you're going to Kansas, you're going, and, and you're okay with that because you joined the Salvation Army. I mean, I, like, I can't wrap my mind around that because I'm the opposite of that, I couldn't do that. I think most people would say... I can't live that kind of life, right? You yeah. know what I mean? I want to make my own choices and have my own life. Right. But I really respect it too. I'm like, wow, commitment off the charts. So anyway, but I, ha I do know some of the history of William Booth who started the Salvation Army and his wife too. I'd like to meet them both at the same time. I actually have a book about their lives in our living room in Grandmommy's old desk. Yeah, and I feel like I need to read it because I just have been thinking about them because I'm around these Salvation Army people and I'm super impressed with them. And their, their life dedicated to serving the poor, preaching the gospel. I don't know. I just, you know. I, so anyway, to, to meet the people who started this worldwide movement that predates the American army. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's, Does it? Yes. At least that's what I think my, my buddy said. I said, oh, it's almost like the real army. He goes, actually, we're more the real army than the army you're thinking. And I was like, well, we're... Huh. We started before, and I was like, whoa, you know, I mean, wow, talk about history. I didn't know it started That's going back in time. that early. Yeah, I'll people can it. fact check us if they want, yeah. but I think that's yeah. what he told me, and I was like, whoa. So it's huge, and I don't really understand. I've only scratched the surface, mm. but they were so brave because they were doing such countercultural stuff. They're out in the streets playing band music. They're mm -hmm. preaching on the street. This, this isn't stuff that happened. Which is very similar to you. Right. You and that's street, probably why I'm like... Ministry in New York City. And they were big in New York City, actually. But, you know, when, when they right. started in America, they started in Philadelphia. And the person who started it was a teenage girl. Right. And She's that's the one who brought it to America, which is pretty awesome. And the woman 
the mother of Amy Simple McPherson was in the Salvation Army, and she became one of the most famous, most powerful evangelists in history. For the listener, not the mother, the daughter. The, right, Amy the Simple. daughter, yeah. Amy. But yeah. she came out of what? The Salvation Army. I mean, that fascinates me. That's true. Because we're Foursquare. We're ordained Foursquare. Yeah. And I'm like, our history goes back to... The Salvation Army, yeah, indirectly. So. Anyway, I just, yeah. and of course I work on the streets with the homeless and so that's why, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm just, I'm just impressed with people who go to such an extreme for God. Mm-hmm. Missionaries, people who are not famous, mm-hmm. to just sacrificially like doing amazing work that no one will ever know about, you know, except the people they work with. I find it curious that you comment on the clothing because I feel like you're such an individualist with the yes. way you dress. I would hate to that dress That that would be the like hardest that. thing for you. It wouldn't be like doing street ministry. It wouldn't be traveling the world. It would be having to wear something <laughs> that you don't want to wear. <laughs> on the other <laughs> hand, I will say this too. Yeah. When you dress like that, you're the oddball, right? You look different than everyone around you. You're wearing this quasi-military uniform. And you like being the oddball. And you kind of stand out as like, I'm different. Yeah, and that's Which is your kind of cool. Yeah, but it's the most uncool uniform you could possibly wear. So that part I don't think oh, would be cool. Don't say that. Well, I'm sorry, but it's kind of stodgy. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of an alternative thinking. Well, it's not rock and roll. Fringy guy. But, you know, if you right. think about Coldplay, they have a little bit of a militarist. Well, thing Michael on their Jackson shoulder. too, yeah. and Prince, and all the yeah, rock yeah. and rollers so have worn there's a little military bit of a jackets. Nod to the military. And That's rock true. And roll, if you That's think about true. It. That's true. Anyway, so we're we just going to do one question per podcast. I don't know. I think um, that'd be good. We're spontaneously doing this. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, if we go too long, people are going to be bored and stop listening. So maybe you're right. Okay, so um, we'll do one question per podcast, and then how many questions are there total? Um, thirty something. Thirty six. So thirty six podcasts on this one topic. That's interesting. That'll keep us busy. Yeah, and they're not all the deep. Year. Evidently, they're not all deep oh. questions, but they increasingly get more intimate. Oh. Okay. Nice. And that's so, that's by design, I guess. So let's encourage the listener then to maybe if they listen to this podcast, this is something a question they could ask with somebody they're dating or somebody they're interested in. Oh, dating. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to do a little lesson to help the world. <laughs> well, hey, like, why else breathe? I mean, everything you do should we be. We have done. an insight into your soul and what makes you tick now. Yeah. So now you know me deeply. Do you want to stare in my eyes for four minutes? You're doing it to help the world. I'm doing it to Be hang out with me. you. I know. Because that's know. my top priority. Because you're so sweet. Well, me. that's what makes me happy. Yeah, I know. Um, and I, I like I want to help the too, world. I want to help the world too. I mean, I have a job where my we, job is to help the world. But you know, if we're helping the world. the world together, that draws me close to you. So I think it's meeting both of our needs. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to look this up, it is the New York Times.com and you can just Google. I just Googled um, questions that lead to love or 36 questions. Or, yeah. It just popped up immediately. This is evidently huge. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how huge. This is very little research we've done here. Yeah. Um, and if, if you're wondering who, you are, who we are, um, we're Juan and Tracy Galloway. We've been married for 26 years this month. And um, we've been in ministry for 30 years, mostly together. And uh, we live outside of New York City, New Jersey. We have four kids. Yeah. Um, Ages 23 to 17. And I don't know, we don't have to say too much about ourselves, but just to give a little tidbit, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Is that good? Is that enough info? I think it's probably enough because we can just keep revealing, peeling back layers of the onion in each podcast and telling more about ourselves, what we do, and how it relates to these questions. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, it's been good. Well, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If so, please tell your friends to subscribe. That's what people say at the end of podcasts. Is that what they say? Like, subscribe to this podcast and let people know. And, yeah, and write us a review. They say that too. Oh, they do? Write a review. I yeah. don't even know how to do it. This is marketing I'm doing here, spontaneously. Oh, good job. With no forethought. You're so smart. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, this is Juan and Tracy Galloway in Gillette, New Jersey, signing off. Have a great day. Bye. Later.